Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. Celtic State of Mind, I'm Paul John Dykes. It's Monday and I'm joined for the final time on a Monday <laughs> by Anthony Haggerty. Anthony was verified on Twitter last week. He's moving on this week. Tony, is there any connection there? We will still be able to speak to you on a Friday though. Yeah, I speak to you on a Friday. Yes, indeed. That's yeah. basically it. But no, no correlation with the verification and uh, me leaving on a Monday, just uh, the way things have panned out. When you when you actually said it to me, I've been verified. I was like, mate, I would get vilified on Twitter on a daily basis. Don't worry about it. Uh, plenty of good things to talk about. I mean, probably certified before I'm verified. <laughs> like another, another altogether. And it's a blue tick. <sighs> anyway, anyway, Tony. Uh, 
all season, you, not just this season, but uh, last season, what entered into the kind of common parlance on, on Axon was the free scoring, uh, yeah. never boring, right, Glasgow Celtic. And, you know, I think for large parts of this season, Celtic have been threatening this yeah. uh, under Ange Postecoglou. Ange speaks about style, philosophy. Um, and I think that we are beginning at just the right time to see all that clicking into place. And at the weekend there, particularly in the first half, but, you know, the, the whole game is completely dominated by Celtic. We really are seeing Angie's philosophy clicking in. Um, and, you know, when I'm saying just at the right time, you know, there's precious few games left and we are on fire. Were you impressed at the weekend? I know you were at the game. You know, the most impressive move for me on Saturday was the one Matt O'Reilly put it past the post. Yeah. That would be a brilliant football goal. Mm-hmm. I mean, a real excellent football goal. That was the definition. That move was the definition of rip-roaring, free-scoring, rip-roaring. But Celtic, uh, that was supposed to be a pressure game, wasn't it? In Forum, Ross County. We kept getting told that and they were in Forum. I think out with Celtic and Rangers, they were the form team in the country. But yeah, yeah. light work of it. Georges Giacomacus gets another hat-trick at Celtic Park, but they were really impressive in what they did, and what kind of impression was the fact that there was no sign of nerves. This this was a team, you know, on page, on song, everybody singing from the same hymn sheet, mm-hmm. and uh, bearing down on the title with a purpose, a real purpose, and uh, I was I was very impressed with Celtic. The, the job was done when it went to 3-0, wasn't it? Absolutely, and I find it sometimes a bit strange, although I, I do understand that every manager has to stand up for their team and, and and give some kind of positivity after a game. When, you know, the the big kind of focus of Malky Mackay after it was on this tackle on uh, Tommy Rogic. And, you know, the boy was injured, Tony. He was kicked, literally kicked off the park. Yeah. There was no doubt whatsoever. And at that point, Celtic were completely dominant in their performance, you know. Yeah, but. Ramsey had had a boot at somebody minute, about a minute and a half before, wasn't it? Was like Maeda. Maeda, right? Yep. And he should have been booked for that. That should have been his warning to say, you know, Don Robertson for him to say, no having that, because that was a particularly nasty one in Maeda as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can't run around like that kicking players without any sanction. Well, you're, that's supposed to be what happens if you're refereeing the game. So he, he didn't book him, and then he goes Platon into Roger and there is an argument that he won the ball, but he was still pretty high and he caught him in the follow-through, wasn't it? And Roderick has gone off, so he clearly injured him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if he books him for the first one on Maida, then he would book him again, wouldn't he? And he'd be off anyway, because it's, it's a bookable offence. But he brandishes a straight red card. And, you know, Roderick has gone off, so he's been hurt in the process. Now, the guy can contest all day that he won the ball, and there are camera angles that show that he... He did win the ball, but it's a follow through, isn't it? Oh and yeah. Malky's clutching to use a word that, that Andrew was fond of the other week. If he thinks that that had a big bearing in the game, it's three nothing at the time. Ross County. We, we had devastated them at that point. Yeah, Ross County were never coming back into that game, and uh, bearing in mind that there were other incidents that Don Robertson appeared to miss with sly boots being applied to Celtic players, mm. not to mention. No, third time lucky with handball instance in the box. 
So, you know, I, Don had one of those games, I thought, where, uh, yeah, let's just say we'll call it not one for each scrapbook. No, well, the, the thing is, after a, such a great performance, Tony, and I said this after the game with Lawrence and Kevin McCluskey, you don't want your chat to be dominated by the officials again, but we are going to talk about it because I do have a concern that we will be talking about it again between now and the end of the season. And when you get down to this, you know, this stage of the season, this stage of the campaign, where the, a wrong decision by the referee can make or break your entire league campaign, then it needs to be discussed. What you were saying there about uh, Maedi, Maedi, Maeda, uh, filled by Ramsey, that happened less than 60 seconds after Tommy Rogic had been taken down by Calkin as well. Um, so... I think my big concern yesterday, uh, on Saturday rather, was that Don Robertson didn't set down his marker early doors. And because he didn't do that, what ensued happened. And, and you know, the, yeah, he's got a red card, but we're looking at a guy who's hugely influential in the Celtic side, who is either injured and misses games or injured and is less productive as a result of that whilst not missing any games because you can pick up a knock and still play, but it's maybe slowed you down. So the international breaks come at a good time, I think, uh, in that respect, Tony. We've been hearing also about Maeda not being in the, the Japan yeah. squad. And I'm kind of hoping that if there is a silver lining, it is that Tom doesn't have to go uh, on international duty to Australia. But again, I'm probably clutching at a silver lining on that. Um, I was going to open the show up, actually, because we'll come back to the referee in, in just a moment. I was going to open the show up to talk about Carol Starfield. Now, I know Yakimakis has dominated the headlines. He's on our headline, and rightly so, and we'll talk about him uh, big time. But Carol Starfield... I know we dominated. I know that I've used that word far too often already in the first five minutes of this bulletin. But he was as cool as I've seen him playing. He was as composed as I've seen him playing. And one of the big things for me, and we've been crying out for it over the last few weeks, Tony, he was missing out his fullbacks. He was hitting the wingers. Really? And he was turning the defence into attack very, very quickly. It was probably the best performance I've seen Carol Starfelt putting in in a Celtic jersey. Well, you pointed out the other night after the Dundee United game that it was his shelling of a pass to Maida that set up the, the second mm -hmm. role for you, once mm -hmm. And it was a cracking pass, which shelled. He, he looked up, picked him out, and he hit it towards him. Uh, and Maida just scampered down the wing and pushed it in. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, as Carol Starfield now earned the moniker super speed, the other speeds that we've had, like Mialdi... He is and, now. Yeah, he is now the super speed. fast approaching... Super sweet status, isn't he? I mean, Nick Nelson's taking time to adjust. The Scottish game came for Russian football, you know, and uh, and as a defender, your mistakes are magnified, you know, and uh, that that's fair enough. It happens, but he's shown signs of being increasingly settled in the partnership that he has with Cameron Carter Vickers. You know, it's uh, coming to fruition now. We don't give up much. People get on his case if they lose uh, set piece goals. Of course they will, but he, he really is showing signs of being the accomplished defender that you thought Celtic bought. And like a lot of players, maybe just take time to settle and find their feet. But he's, he's starting to prove his worth, and I agree. I, I thought he was rock solid on Saturday. Mm. Mm. There's definitely a composure that has come into his game as well, because I think. 
He has, and I heard uh, Alan Morrison talking about this, he has a, an unfortunate knack of looking uncomfortable on the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what Alan was saying is when you look at the actual pass completion rate, he is yeah. finding the man. It's just that he looks uncomfortable. So I think we've got used to that. We're kind of over that now. Yeah. I mean, I, I, not all defenders can be as elegant as Alan Hansen or, or Cumin. No, some are ungainly. Or Gary Gillespie. He was yeah. the same, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that kind of thing. But, uh, you know, in terms of pass completion, that, it's a good thing. You want your defenders to be accomplished on the ball and, and to be good passers of a ball. And, you know, we're not asking them to hit 60 yard Ronald Koeman passes, but if he could bring that into his repertoire, then he'll, he'll, he'll certainly become a super sweet. But I, I'm, I'm of the opinion, I, I just want my defenders to defend and do the basics first and foremost. When the ball's in the air, win it. When the ball's in the deck, win it. You'll let your centre forward know that it's not going to be an easy day. And then you work on finesse and style later. But he seems to be comfortable in his own skin now, doesn't he, in a Celtic mm. shirt? Mm-hmm. And he was interviewed recently, and I think he said that, that he was feeling happy and he was feeling comfortable and it was beginning to show. So uh, I take his word for that because it is beginning to show. You can see that and... I think when players tell you that, then that's it's kind of wee insight into their, you know, their mind and what they're, and obviously what they're thinking. So he, he clearly did think maybe earlier in the season that he'd, you know, he had things to work on and has worked on them. Maybe the manager spoke to him as well, told him, given that confidence that you will be my central defensive pairing alongside Cameron Carter Vickers, and he all and he looks very comfortable beside Cameron Carter Vickers. The two of them look comfortable together so there's that understanding that's developed and, and it helps when you don't lose goals and keep clean sheets doesn't it? it well it certainly does because there's another one um, on the board another clean sheet and Cameron Carter-Vickers I'm sure we'll talk about him before the end of the season in relation to his future at Celtic I said it before I think him and Jota's futures are hinging on whether or not we yeah. we uh, qualify for the Champions League I think that's that's the massive the massive thing that's going to make or break those deals Carol Starfelt yes a bit of a shaky start, but uh, Andrew's already said we threw him in at Tynecastle. He hadn't even prepared with the team. Um, and, and then you ask yourself the question, has he played in a team that um, plays in such a way out of the back so that he's get, getting so much more of the ball, Tony? He's doing so much more than winning headers and tackles. Um, probably not. And I think that showed a wee bit this season, but it seems as though he's adapted and that's a massive plus point. The question I'm going to ask you, when's he going to get this goal, Tony? When's he going to score his first goal? Well, I think I alluded to it the other day, I, I maybe had a conversation about this, but remember Gary Pallister scored for Man U against Blackburn mm. when United won a title for the first time in 25 years and Gary Pallister scored and everybody jumped on his back and he did that famous celebration with hands in the air. That was the very last game of the season. Now, he would become the last outfield player to score, but he became the last outfield player in the Manchester United squad to score and completed the set of mm-hmm. people who had scored that season so if I'm Carol Starfield I'm, I'm saving it for that kind of day for a big moment you know if he wants to do it at Ibrox that's fair enough I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly, happy with that I'm uh, happy I'm, with that I'd be perfectly acceptable but if he has a Gareth Pallister like moment on the last day of the season when every outfield player scores and he gets on the score seat then I'd be I'd be uh, happy for that too because the man you players went mental. He wasn't. I mean, they were getting presented with a trophy, but uh, the, the joy that 
when he scored that goal was uh, something to behold. And, and I'm not a big Man U fan, but I, it was just latterly I learned that the reason they went mental was because it, that meant that everybody had scored that season and, and contributed in, uh, in the goals for column. So uh, he's due a big moment. I'm sure he'll have his big moment. And uh, I don't think it'll play in his mind. I think he's, he's too busy trying to stop the opposition from scoring. And if he can do that between now and the end of the season, then... No, no more, more power to him, but he was unlucky with the header at Livingston. It was a great save. Mm-hmm. One later, put in the rebound. So, yep. getting yep. into those positions, he knocked the ball down for Cameron Carter Vickers to ram it into the net against St. Martin mm-hmm. in a tight game. So, his contribution certainly not going unnoticed. He's, he's pass out to Maida for the, the first, the second goal at Tannadice, the killer goal at Tannadice. It was exquisite. It was a right good pass, you know, so we've highlighted that. So, you know, all, all that's missing from his arm when he's a goal this season. It's coming, Tony, it's coming. And if it happens that Ibrox get your money on him opening the <laughs> score, and I'm sure you get long odds on him. Um, towering header. Towering header. Uh, you mentioned Palace. I always remember his partnership with Stevie Bruce, Steve Bruce, and yeah. I found it incredible that as a centre half, Steve Bruce scored over 100 goals in his career, in his club career. Um, but we were talking many moons ago, Kevin Graham and I, to Tom Grant. And we asked them what type of players did Celtic go for. But we're talking about the Mo Johnson debacle, right? And we spoke about the types of Celtic players um, that they went for but were unsuccessful in signing. And a few of them we already knew, you know, Pat Nevin was one of them. We tried to sign big Joe McLaughlin, Stevie Clark. But he let us in on the, the chat with Peter Beardsley and Steve Bruce. Two guys we tried to sign in the late 80s. Bruce, of course, went to Man United for, I think, 750k. And it would have been the time when um, we we lost out you know, to a, a number of players. But I'm trying to remember when we would have tried to get Beardsley. Maybe when he went to Everton yeah. from Liverpool. That would have been, yeah, maybe in 1990-ish. So, there you go. What might have been. Uh, loads of people in the chat. Jungle Jim. Jungle Jim. Maybe you are a Jungle Jim, I'm sure you are. Jungle Lion. If everyone is fit, is it two up top? We'll be talking about that in just a moment. Joe Porter, Zeus the boy. Absolutely. Um, Afternoon to Jungle Jim. That's your new name, Jungle Lion. Um, And we've also got Arthur Symington coming in, not since Venegar of Hesselink. Have we had a striker in the mode of Yakamakis? Gives us a completely different dimension to our game. We had a wee chat about this, and I thought that, uh, and I'm not comparing like for like, I'm just saying styles and, you know, the presence. I think the last type of player we had like that was Moussa Dembele, you know, yeah. who who did give you something completely different. He was a completely different player to the, the kind of technical player that Eduard was. And, you know, it's a shame we didn't see that partnership flourishing at Celtic Park. But he does definitely give us a completely different dimension, something we've lacked for a while. You know, when the chips are down. I think we've maybe tried to sign that player before, Tony, and, and don't shoot me down. I think that's why we signed Bio, to give us this, this yeah. extra dimension. And it didn't work. But he is definitely giving us that as Yakimakis, isn't he? He's, listen, he was terrific on Saturday. He really was. Uh, it was the, you know, another hat trick at Celtic Park. Brilliant, good on him. But it's the nature of the goals. I joked this morning. He was up on Friday night to head the first one home, wasn't he? That's how early he was up. I mean, no other winner of that cross. It was Ralston-esque with the jump. It was like, um, that's mine. And if you put it on the money, you'll score. Right? Second goal is just brilliant, instinctive striker play. Not only does he win the header 
and put it towards the goal and the guy clears it off the line. He's got the presence of mind to squint his head and arrow it that way and put it in the net. And I, I, I love the second goal for that piece of striker play alone. I thought it was terrific. Just textbook stuff. Because a lot of guys would might, might have thought, oh, well, cleared off the line and not even followed it in. We had the presence of mind and it's a split-second decision to angle it away and give the guy the eyes. And uh, brilliant header, you know, but it's just, you, you can't teach that. You know, you've just got that knack and that instinct in and around the box. And then everybody was wondering what he was going to do with the penalty. And he still had the old lackadaisical run-up and roll into the corner. Thankfully, the goalie went the wrong way, so good on him. But, you know, cannot be not pleased with Giacomacchus' contribution. Took his talent to 12 goals. You know, two hat-tricks at Celtic Park. Another one who, like Starfield, is now comfortable in his own skin and is fulfilling his function and role. Knows what he's there for. And is, as I said on Friday, a pest. A nuisance up front. A menace. Aye, just a menace. And, you know, those one-touch finishes, man, they're brilliant. They're, you know, as I say, you, you can't teach that. You've either got it or you've not. And he's now starting to get into the right areas. And, you know, even Jota was terrific Saturday as well. And his cross is on the money, but what a leap. Mm. He's, he's head and shoulders above the Ross County defender. You know, he's actually hanging in the air, waiting for the ball to actually hit his head. Don't think well any contact it's a goal and then the second one I've just spoken about love the second goal just that presence of mind that sharpness yeah I just uh, I really did think he, he deserved his man in a match award on Saturday not just three goals but just his all round play as well yeah, loads of good comments coming through, so I'll work through some of them in relation to Yakamakas. First of all, though, Lurban Kulchi. Uh When the pitch is harden and the sun shines warmly, the Glasgow Celtic will be there. Absolutely. Yeah. Paddy Lavery, welcome back, Paddy. Good to see you. Afternoon all, beautiful weather, beautiful to be in the position we are. Hail, hail. Aye, I totally agree with that. Joe Porter, I can't see us losing domestically. We are a legion, yet in Europe, we are stagehands. That's the only great for me. I think uh, next season is the the campaign that Ange will be looking at uh, improving what uh, we are doing in Europe. Uh, we spoke about it last week. The club themselves, I'm not sure what the club's ambitions are in Europe, Tony, but I'm pretty sure Ange has got ambitions in Europe. Uh, Dr. Nags, is that how you pronounce that? Imagine you have Forrest, Maeda and Yakamakis starting and wearing down the defence, then a triple sub of Jota, Abada and Kyogo or vice versa. There is the depth that we've been missing until recently. Celtic follower, welcome back. Uh, was there doubt about the big Greek? He didn't have a pre-season. He's had COVID, was injured. So I don't think it was more doubt, more like expectations being high due to his goal scoring and Angie's signings. Yeah, Angie's had a tremendous uh, signing record so far so we maybe did expect a hell of a lot uh, Ridiculizer GG's had three good games he says I judge my strikers on goals all the best to him and he does look to be coming into form but let's relax I heard Tom Boyd making Larson comparisons at one point and going back to the urban culture I always stood by GG. you don't get that scoring record in Holland without having something about you and finally Stevie Boy last time I'll say it he's proved me wrong but there's still room for improvement now, I think there's some really good points in there. Um, and I think that if there is going to be improvement, then we're going to be the benefactors anyway, Tony. So I'm quite happy with that. Because, oh, if he, I mean, he, you forget the impact he had against Rangers, the first half, the 3 nothing game, because he didn't get a goal. 
it's quickly forgotten. But his contribution, even when he's not getting on the score sheet, has been big. It's been huge recently, hasn't it? He did everything. Bar score against Rangers, didn't he? Let's be honest. And he pulverising efforts that were straight at Alan McGregor and a lesser goalkeeper might not have saved them. You know, McGregor was in forum in the first half that night and he still conceded three. He still conceded three goals. So, you know, Jack and Marcus was really unlucky. Second half just Celtic, you know, was kind of, they, they relaxed a bit because the job had been done in the first half. So, but yeah, and also as well, I think everybody said after, after his comments, he has to go to Ibrox and turn it on, doesn't he? But you have every confidence in him doing that. Now, that's the difference. Mm-hmm. Earlier, you might not have had the confidence, but he's a confident guy. He's clearly speaking his mind, and that's quite refreshing as well. And another one who looks really happy and enjoying himself and just enjoying the business of scoring goals. And uh, it's, and probably his confidence is at the, the sky high at the minute that he believes he's going to score now every time he takes to the field. That's a big thing for strikers. Strikers are judged on that too, but it's the it's the quality of the finishes, the one touch stuff and all that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think as I said earlier, that's that's instinctive striker play, you know, being in the right place at the right time to get some kind of touch on the ball. Uh, I spoke about the one at Tynecastle on Friday where he lifted it over the defender's leg when the ball came from behind him. You know, the the flying header against Dundee, just throwing yourself in there where it hurts known that you're approaching the last few minutes of the game. I mean, he's he's got all sorts of finishes in his armoury there. And it is why he was a top scorer in the early division. When he came, he didn't have uh, the best of stats. People were down on him because of the way he took the penalty against Livingston. And, you know, he did get COVID and he was injured and he was ill. But now he's fully fit. He's firing on all cylinders. And lo and behold, scored, what, 12 since the run of the year? 12 goals, 22 appearances, not all of them starts, of course. He signed for VVV Venlo from AAK Athens just two years ago, Tony, for yeah. 180 grand. Mm-hmm. 180 grand. Um, I was seeing some information uh, filtering through, obviously, um, that... There are vultures already circling Celtic Park watching Yakamakis, and that wouldn't surprise me. Um, I mean, he is confident, though. If you get your top off in front of 60,000 people, you're pretty confident. But the flip side of that is when you've got a physique like that, you're going to be confident in doing it anyway. Keith Oakden, hello from Plymouth. Uh, Thanks for tuning in, Keith. It's great to know where our listeners are listening in from all over the globe. And the underwater cabbage salesman, Great name. Tom Boyd always calls out the referee. Respect, Tom. That leads us in nicely, actually, uh, to talk. We've mentioned a wee bit about the, the Tommy Rogic because I, I, we've said all season, listen, I feel they come repeat myself. It was all about trying to protect our players. We, we said that all season. We started picking all the bad challenges, you know, that were injuring our players, uh, Tony. I mean, one of them uh, was at Easter Road on Tommy Rogic. That's the second time he's came off. Injured after bad tackles, uh, Ediguchi his Celtic career's not really got started because he got he, he got injured in his very first game, um, and we've seen it time and time again. We've had players lengthy, lengthy spells on the sideline as a result of it. Um, but there was a few other decisions that made me look at the performance of Don Robertson and and the wider issue of obviously what happened yesterday. Um, I was I was the the uh, nominated driver yesterday. 
and uh, obviously I was listening to the the game between Dundee and Rangers on the on the tranny. And uh, when I get home, I check what was the Ferrari over this penalty. I couldn't believe the decision of John Beaton to award that penalty um, for an infringement on Morelos. It was absolutely absurd. So there's a massive issue, but my problem... It wasn't John Beaton. It was your man Madden. Sorry. Yeah, they they all become one. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Your man Madden. So the penalty decision that we didn't get with Jota, with a handball, where he's it's clearly a handball. He's actually put both hands up to make his body bigger and he stopped the ball. It's time and time again that we're talking about it, Tony. But the question I'm going to throw at you here is this this big concern for me is that it's going to um, affect the title race for Celtic. I mean, you know, one of these decisions going against us, going for the opposition could completely change the landscape. And that's my concern. And that's why you've got to call it out. Somebody said it last week, didn't he? Was it was it Sutton that was talking about it? Saying that the referee oh no, John Hartson it might have been actually. Sutton was talking yesterday, I think, about it as um, well, eh? About it, and John Hartson said it last week that he feared that the title race would be decided by a refereeing decision. You know, and these guys have been there, seen it and done it. Mm-hmm. You have to respect their opinion. And if they're saying that then they're saying it because of the it's it's evidence based, isn't it? It's evidence speaking. You look, you look at Saturday and three handballs in the box, and Celtic got, finally got a penalty for the third one. You know that the, the one with the was it Hungbo was that the one with Jota and making himself bigger. You know there was all sorts of angles shown from that. People were saying it hit his face, it, it hit his shoulder. He put his hand, he put the two hands out and made himself bigger. His hands are in a natural position. So if it hit his face or it hit his shoulder, it hit his hands before hitting any of those parts of the body. Uh, and I don't, as I've said before, I, what, what's Don Robertson seen there? And, and then, uh, as I say, they, they finally got, Celtic finally got a penalty with a third hand ball, which is one of those, if at first you don't succeed. And I don't know, I don't even know if he gave that straight away. I think there would be a, a slight delay, but hands in an unnatural position. And I and, and, so, Say that time and time again as well. You're not wanting favours, you're just wanting consistency and fairness. Mm. Yep. That's all you're wanting. I, I, I'm fed up saying that. I, you know, my thoughts are I, I don't believe there's a conspiracy per se. I just think they're rank rotten. They're not fit for purpose. There is not one good official in Scotland. And as for Bobby Madden's decision at Dens Park yesterday, he's invented a penalty kick. It's incredible. He's invented a penalty kick mm-hmm. for Rangers because you watch that and you think to yourself, it's, you know, at worst it's a corner for Rangers, isn't it? But Morelos is tugging and pulling the shirt first and foremost. The guy gives him it back. He falls because Morelos has fouled him. How can that be a penalty? I mean, I was thinking about, because I thought we might talk about this, I was thinking about other penalty decisions that Obviously, you you watch it through a Celtic prism, don't you? But I got back to the the one that sent Martin O'Neill into a tailspin, Amoroso's uh, in in the Stadio Alpine Turin. First year Celtic competed in Champions League, mm-hmm. he fell and he was given a penalty. And Martin O'Neill famously gave that shocking, shocking, shocking interview. And we just kept saying the word because it was a dreadful decision. And then you look at Ronnie Dyla's season, where 
Josh Meekings handles the ball on the goal line, doesn't get sent off, and there's a, an official and a fourth and a assistant on the line telling you that it hit his face, mm-hmm. and they are they are like inches away from it. Lee Griffiths going absolutely apoplectic. Well, nothing happens, and, and Celtic losing. You know, Ronnie Dyer's denied a possible treble. Then I had another one in my head, but it's gone out of my head. You know, penalties. Uh, Willie Collins, my story. Where he's facing the other way. When he's, when his back's turned to the play, he have a penalty on what he thought happened. You know, so those were the three that immediately sprung to mind as, you know, as the worst kind of decisions that I can I can recently recall. We no doubt the commenters will, will remember others, but that one yesterday, I, I, I really, I scratched my head. I, I, I just, I, and I say that they are, he just invented a penalty for Rangers. Yeah. I mean, because, and, and, and the annoying thing is, you'll never be able to explain it. And no referee supervisors come out. Crawford Allen wasn't out today or over the weekend to say, do you know what? That, that he called that wrong. No, no, nothing like that. So, but yet in recent, uh, in the most recent games, Celtic have had corners analysed, free kicks analysed, the ball spinning off, hands analysed, you know. So, I, I just, uh, that decision by Bobby Madden at Dennis Park is unfathomable. It really is. I, I, I really don't know what to say about it. Well, the, the big thing is, you said that about uh, being of a Celtic persuasion. We understand the bias that goes with that, being a Celtic fan, right? But you take all that away and you look at it and you analyse it with a completely fresh perspective, Tony, and it's never in a million years a penalty kick. And I, I find it absurd that people are trying to defend the decision. Um, you know, pundits are looking at that and somehow finding a way to defend that decision. Yeah. And pundits were saying that the Dundee player should have got a red card for a denial of a goal-scoring opportunity. I mean... That's preposterous. That's the word. It's preposterous. How mm. can any person who's analysing that football match say that? Watch the incident. Someone has to explain to me, preferably Bobby Madden or Crawford Allen, why that's a penalty to Rangers. I'd be questioning if it was a penalty to Celtic as well. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. This week on The Marketer's Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, direct-to-consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy, and we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeart Media gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. So, but you just say to yourself, someone tell me, what did they see? And if they didn't, and if, and if they can't explain it, then you just think it's been invented. They've, they've, they've fabricated a foul to justify giving their award. Well, Tony, let's bring this, this whole feature right up to date. There used to be a feature in the Shooter of the Match magazine, mm-hmm. You Are the Ref, mm-hmm. and the Not The View 
parodied it. And option D was always book Paul Elliott. Well, option D now is penalty to Rangers. (laughs) So no matter what happens, penalty to Rangers. And I think the Dundee TV commentator was pretty facetious in his comments, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, eh? He put up on Twitter and he said, justice was done with the Tavernier missing the penalty. And he said, it doesn't matter, he'll get a second opportunity in the second half to make amends for that. And he also said that penalty was given just to aid the away team for no other reason. Mm. And if other clubs' uh, fans are saying that, then... You know, surely, surely there's some credence in it. It's not just a Celtic Rangers thing. You know, we you look at these decisions and you analyse them, and there seems to be one team being the beneficiary of them. That's the the quandary that you're in. That's the you know that's 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 what happened, and that's what's happening. And again, we go back to it. it's evidence based. Mm. And my big concern, hopefully we won't be talking about this again um, between now and end of the season, but I'm pretty certain we will be. The famous Lorenzo DJ Enzo. Um, welcome to the show. Kyogo, hopefully back for the Rangers game. Yes, I want to talk about this, actually. IH Decorating brings it up as well. Kyogo is a very special player, and when he's fit, he's a best striker by a distance. Siakamakis has shown that he's capable of stepping up and leading the line. We now have a very enviable scenario whereby we've got two strikers who you can rely on, Tony, something that we've not had for yeah. a long, long time. Um, but what do we do when Kyogo comes back? He's been very coy, has Ange Postacoglu, about when that's going to happen. Kyogo gave a little bit more away I think when he was talking to the Japanese press, um, we have known Postecoglou to throw players in after they've been out. It happened in Europe with Kyogo and McGregor, if you remember. Yeah. Uh, what do we do when Kyogo's back? Do we throw him right back in? Is he sitting on the bench with the big man starting? What do you do? I think the big man will start with Kyogo on the bench, but if you're going to ask me if the two of them can play together in the same team, the manager will decide that, but my, my instincts say, yeah. Mm. You'll know tinker with these you know people say you need to play a 4-4-2 or a, they'll not do it so you just find a way of shoehorning both of them in and you'll carry it. such a potent threat won't you and play I don't know Jota out wide with, with the two of them or does you put Kyogo out wider or keep Giacomacchus through the middle or take Giacomacchus now and again you of the touch line or whatever but my thoughts are always you can't get enough good players in your team mm. and good players score goals. So, And if that's the way you play, then you cater your team towards the goal-scoring footballers, don't you? Uh, the manager hasn't called it wrong so far uh, and he's called it particularly right in the past few weeks. So I'm never going to go against his decision and if he decides that Kyogo's fit to play at Ibrox, then... Kyogo might well play at Ibrooks, but to the detriment of Jack and Marcus, I'm not so sure. Mm. So, uh, you, but what you do say, you say there about the strength and depth. You you feel confident in either or, don't you? Th- this is the thing. Yeah, you see Kyogo back, but a game of that magnitude at this moment in time might just be too soon for him for his first game back. I mean, but. You've got Jack and Marcus there, and regardless of who leads the line at Ibrox, it's a win-win, isn't it? 
Well, we've well, seen what Yakimakis can do to Rangers. I mean, what he did, a lot of the, the work that he did probably went under the radar because it didn't result in goals. But it was the, the harrying of every single defender. They got no time on the ball, Tony. He was right down their throat at all times. He was he was a menace, a pest, like you said earlier on. And then it's still fresh in the memory that, you know, in the first game at Ibrox this season, we did play Kyogo out left to accommodate Edouard, and it didn't work. You know, in the last 20 minutes of that game is when Celtic looked like scoring. And that coincided with Kyogo going through the middle. I think he got three chances in 20 minutes or something, you know. And, you know, this is a dilemma. It's a great headache for a Celtic manager to have. Then you start thinking, well, if if we do play Kyogo out left, where does Jota play? If he plays out right, where's Abada playing? What about Maeda? We're going to talk about Maeda. So it's a great headache to have. Uh, And, you know, the sooner he gets back, though, to give him another selection headache, oh, the better. Yeah. Um, and another player that is back given selection headaches is David Turnbull. Yeah. So it was great to see him coming back into the side. But I'm going to ask the exact same question, Tony. Where does he fit in? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where does he fit in? You, you know, and a lot of people don't didn't see it on Saturday, particularly with O'Reilly, but I thought O'Reilly was terrific on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just what I'm seeing, but just see those like kind of killer passes and neat one twos and one touch, two touch layoffs and stuff. He he's bang on the money most of the time with it. You know, so uh, I I really like O'Reilly and Doc Rogic was playing well until he had taken off. You know, so that you're talking about quality replacing quality now. And and Turnbull knows he's had lengthy layoff, lengthy absence. He knows the bar to you know to reach and the standards the heights to, to climb so the one good thing about Turnbull is he'll be taking all of that in from the sidelines so he knows he's got a valid contribution, he will have a valid contribution to make uh, the next what, seven league games and the semi-final hopefully the final so you've got nine games to, to make your mark between now and the end of the season and announce that you're back mm-hmm. it'll be great to see him back and uh, hopefully he can make a valid contribution but if you want to stay in that team then you know what's required and the manager likes Turnbull though he, he, he was a lover of Turnbull before he, he got injured so uh, you might find him featuring uh, a lot before he before the end of the season if he, ha- if he has to rotate which he's prone to do the big thing, Tony, is, you know, we could probably have a debate about um, where Callum McGregor is most effective. Is he most effective as a six or an eight? And you could probably have that debate about quite a few of the players in the team. But, you know, when Turnbull get injured, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm sure I will be corrected if I am wrong on this one. When he went out the side, we didn't have Eddie Gucci, Hatati or O'Reilly. So trying The tried and tested cat, uh, McGregor, Turnbull and Rodgick. Yeah, you yeah, know. and the options now, you yeah. know, to, but we've not really seen the Gucci. I wanted to see him actually at the weekend. Yeah. I was delighted Turnbull come on, but I want to see more of him. I want to see what he's capable of, and um, he's been very unfortunate with that injury. You know, we've seen loads from Maeda and Hatati. Uh, we've seen good and bad from both, I think. Uh, but again, they're settling into much better, consistent performances, mm-hmm. and it seems to be that uh, Eddie Gucci's. You know his um, evolution as a Celtic player has taken a wee while longer, and I think the injuries are a massive part of that. But yeah, Turnbull coming back is nothing but uh, a positive for Celtic and, and for Ange Postecoglou. When you you start 
reeling off all those names and they're all fit, they're all available for selection. It's uh, For me, it's all happening at the right time for Celtic. And a few weeks back, we welcome back Julien, you know, and he's a player that's been back on the bench. So it's just options, you know. Players are dropping off the bench, Tony, that were mainstays in, in the early Ange Postacoglu sides. Stephen Welsh can't even get on the bench now. The manager signposted it for you, didn't he? He told you he builds his team up to peak mm. at the business end. So it's no surprise to see these players come back from injury, is it? Because that's, that's the way he does it. That's the way he trains them to be strong at this point in the season, which which in Australia was all heaving up for a grand final. So that, that's his mindset. And uh, it's just it's, it's a cracking thing. Again, I go back to it. It's a win-win really, isn't it, that you're getting these players back. There's a plethora of options in the midfield. And as I say, the manager's calls so far have been bang on the money. Got it right again with the, the midfield on Saturday. Got it right with the midfield against uh, Livingston. Got it yeah. right in Anadice as well. Mm-hmm. And as for Carlin McGregor's best position, play Carlin McGregor anywhere in that midfield. He needs still excel. A defensive midfielder, a goal-scoring midfielder, a creative midfielder. Their holding role, whatever, play him anywhere in the midfield. He's still arguably Celtic's best player this season. Yes. He's an eight stroke nine out of ten man every other week. Every single week, yeah. And, and the so, thing is, we talk about the team selection, Tony, but I'm now at the stage where my answer is whatever he picks, I'm happy with it. You know, whatever changes Ange makes, they, they seem to be working, so I'm happy with that. And Ange, we trust. Yeah. I, as part of my job for the Celtic way I have to second guess him and put out a starting eleven for every game and it's a a rigorous arduous torturous process because you don't know what he's going to do because he likes to rotate so with that in mind you you sort of try and get into his mindset and I would have got it spot on on Saturday because that's the team I would have played on Saturday that started uh, so but and that probably a, a team that a lot of people would have played because they were at home, there was no need for a beat-on type. But moving forward, who he plays at Ibrooks, MB's guess, but the one great thing about Ibrooks is he's got the strength and depth and he's got players coming back and he's got the one thing that we lacked earlier this season when we went to Ibrooks the first time, lack of options. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, that's the biggest change now going into April. We now have options and uh, you do, you, you say to yourself, you, you trust the manager implicitly to get it right, don't you? You do, you, you do, Tony. But the, coming in are, are, are quality. Yeah. But you're talking about options here. The biggest problem we had for many, many weeks and months was options off the bench. And, yeah. you know, I don't think there's been a game recently where we've had to make a change hoping that we can bring on a, a, a match winner or a game changer. But we have those options now. This is this is a huge luxury that Ange hasn't had all season. Stevie Boy, Tony brings a level head. He's talking about you, Tony. Don't always agree with him, but that's why we enjoy the chat. Absolutely. And Tony, he'll still be on the show on a Friday. Yeah. Uh, we might be m- mixing it up a little bit with the Axon team. Uh, Danielle, welcome back. Someone in our team is going to end up with a leg-breaking challenge on them with these incompetent refs. It's disgusting. Maeda and Rogic were hacked, were hacked at on Saturday. Yeah, we've been talking about it this season. We've been talking about it this season, haven't we? And Idaguchi has been... Mm-hmm. Paul and Phil with that, he's, you see, he's not had a chance to get his career 
Celtic career up and started because of that. And as I've said before, you're you're not looking for favours, but you're looking for protection for players. When you know there was a lot of uh, a lot of niggles on Saturday when the ball was you know shunted away by a Celtic player, and then there was the kind of we wouldn't say stamps, but you know the wee flicks of the boot or you know just wee niggles, naughty ones I would call them that just weren't picked up on at all. You know, as a supporter and just another observer, it frustrates the life out of you. Mm. You know, there was Ross County players kicking Celtic players with impunity on Saturday and not being punished, which is why Ramsey thought, I've steamed in once, steaming in again. You know, and, and if you get away with it once, you're going to chance your arm, aren't you? And then he's upset when he gets sent off. Arguably the second one, he took the ball cleanly, but it's the follow-through, isn't it, that uh, and he's hurt Rogic because Rogic had to go off the park, so he clearly hurt him. Yeah. So how can you complain when you when you do that? But you've been you've steamrolled into the first challenge on Maida, which you should have got booked for, which the referee should then say, right, wait a minute, I'm not having that. One more and you're off. So that's your one more less than a minute later. Well, you're off the park and no bearing in the game because they're three now down. But I, you know, it's not the first time, and I keep saying this. Every club this season will be able to point at decisions like that where their players are being kicked in, in, in instances. But we're watching Celtic, so we are seeing it through the green and white prism, and that's why we discuss it on this. So it's obvious that we're going to have a catalogue of of instances where tackles that we feel on Celtic players have gone unpunished. But every club will have their own catalogue, or if they're not, they, they should start cataloguing them, because... We spoke, I mean, I think we spoke about it after the Ida Gucci game when we were saying that somebody would break the leg. Yes. Well, there yep. will be a leg break. So I, I agree with Daniel. I, there's seven weeks to, or seven games to go, eight, nine. You're just hoping that... Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash Internet for details. It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy, and we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio is a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Celtic players, because you, you're watching Celtic and support Celtic, get through unscathed, but there's no guarantee, is there? No, and I've not had an update actually on Tommy uh, Rogic, so no. I don't know if he's he's going to be out. Uh, hopefully that is not the case. Amy Canavan, 
you get yourself uh, well soon, Amy. Hopefully you're enjoying it from the comfort of your sofa. Um, Joe Porter, I like your confidence, Joe. I said this the other week there and I got a bit of stick for it. Yeah, it is, because we're the only team in the country that can win the treble, Tony. And uh, what would be wrong with winning five trebles in six years? You know, that's not a bad record. You can't run away from that reality. You have to embrace that now. It's time to embrace that. I think even the manager said that last week, didn't he? It was all trouble at first, now it's treble. Mm. So that's the first time I'd heard them mention the word treble. So there's a thought process here. It's within Celtic's grasp. Can they do it? Well, that, that's another thing. But the, the players just have to embrace the concept now that that's what people are starting to talk about. Because... You're counting the games down now. You're 90 minutes away from a, a final, Scottish Cup final. You have to play your uh, your rivals in the semi-final. You win these competitions, that's the nature and calibre of teams you have to beat. So be it. You have to go to Ibrooks. And, uh, you know, I've heard a lot of Celtic supporters say, go to Ibrooks and take a draw and you know, keep the status quo. I would reverse that mindset. Go and win. Why can't Celtic go to Ibrooks and win? I think that's Andy's uh, mindset, Tony, and, you know... Exactly, and the manager's drummed that mindset into the players. Yeah, this, yeah. This is a, a team on the build. We're not a great team, far from it, but we're a good team. And we're, we're confident now in, the, in carrying out the manager's instructions. So we're now a team that can go to Ibrooks in, in, in this best possible shape that we're in, I think. And we're more than capable of going there and winning that football match. More than capable. Uh, I know Forum goes out the window and all that. I, I don't look too, too much into past Forum, but I'm just talking about you know, the, the way Celtic are now set up, the way certain individuals are playing. If they turn up, then it'll be a hard team to beat. Let's put it that way. And I, and I get what people are saying about if we get a draw, it's a good result. We'll still keep three points in front and all that and, and the goal difference but I'm of a mindset to flip that and say well, well, well just just go and win I'm sure the manager will be as you said there that, that's the way he plays which is good because that's gonna that, the, the team is moulded in the shape of the mind of the manager isn't it and yeah, it, 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 you can see it. You can you can see that philosophy um, playing out here. I think sometimes it's interesting, Tony, to look back on that particular game at Ibrox um, only in August last year, and Celtic lined up um, as follows: Hart, Ralston, Juranovic, Welsh, and Starfelt, Christie, McGregor, and Turnbull, Abada, Eduard, and Kyogo. Uh, the subs that came on: Tommy Rogic. Adam Montgomery and his smile of sorrow. Um, and you look at some of the, the, the bench as well, with uh, the likes of a Yeti on the bench, Urugidi. And, you know, I think just in personnel, in terms of personnel, we've come on so, so far since then um, and, and the options that are available to Ange. But let's not forget, Celtic dominated the possession, 66%. Um, and, you know, it was fairly even up to uh, the goal that was scored, but Celtic had some great chances near the end of that game and it could have been completely different at that point. But Ange has since put his stamp on this team. That game was what you would call a fine margins game, wasn't it? It was, yeah. And that Celtic team that was in transition because you had the likes of Christie and Edward, you know, on the cusp. On their way out, yeah. On their way out the door. He he accommodated Kyogo 
sorry, accommodated Edward or Kyogo admitted after it that he might have got that call wrong. It was his first uh, experience of, of a Rangers game. So, you know, we didn't, we didn't really know what to expect. People can tell you what to expect, but until you've experienced it, then you won't know things. But he didn't feel too disheartened after that because not that he expected to get beat, but there was a kind of... Uh, there was a mood music around it, wasn't it, surrounding it, and you were thinking... We're still building here. Let's see what happens. And it was marginal. They lost one 0 and again, you know, Hollander scoring from a set piece, which was preventable. And then we created chances after that when Kyogo went through the middle. And had they got a draw, then you would have thought they were probably worth it mm-hmm. that day, but they didn't. But they've since knuckled down. And kept telling us we're, we're building something here. We're trying to do something. Stick stick with it. And. You know, some people were like, mm, don't know that, you know, but we'll, we'll give them the benefit of the doubt. And, and we're glad we did, because he can't, he kind of has signposted it. And you're just impatient. You, you never like losing to Rangers. So that's kind of like, bore the brunt of the, the eye at the, the way they lost, you know, just because of the, they conceded a set piece goal. But as you say, he's put his stamp on the team now and he's got options are plenty played some brilliant entertaining attacking stylish football his philosophy is great the way he speaks and the way he handles himself with, with certain situations and even the guy who said on Saturday uh, the Greek god Georges Giacomakis and his deadpan is like and says what, what it's not me I'm not the Greek god I mean just doing stuff like that <laughs> this guy just Gets it. He gets Celtic with every fibre of his being, and starting to you're starting to unleash his sense of humour as well, which is brilliant. You know, a, a man who is loving where he is, he's loving being in charge of a public Celtic, and the fans are just loving every public utterance. You know, they're on board with it. They they have bought in. Everybody's a subscriber now, and they've bought into him, and and long may it continue. There's a wee feel good factor in. You just hope that everybody working in unison can can get it over the line now. Yeah, you're right. And um, we have all subscribed. But if you haven't subscribed to a state of mind, a Celtic state of mind, get subscribing on YouTube. Uh, the other interesting factor of that game back in August is Celtic had won after that game just six points out of four games. The Rangers were five points ahead. Um, there was a spell there at the weekend where it looked as though we might have extended our lead at the top of the table to either five or six. It wasn't to be. Now, Johnny Ryan, that's, that's a good point, Johnny. We spoke about the Hattati challenge and the fact that he yeah. could well have been sent off against Dundee United. I think that's why he was taken off at half time. Well, we were talking about cool customers. The coolest customer in that night was Ange. Yeah. Put him at half time. Hattati could have been sent off. I, I don't deny that because it was one of those the studs were kind of. I don't know, it's just, you got the benefit of the doubt in that challenge. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. And But I think the manager was wise enough to say, right, you'll not get back out because it takes something daft, a missed tackle, a bounce of the ball or, or something. Or a, or a poor refereeing decision. Yeah, and you're off the park. So the manager was just was, was switched on as anybody at Tannadice. And I think you're right, Johnny, you could have been sent off for that challenge. I'm not disputing that. I, I thought it was a pure challenge and I, and I thought... I said on Friday that it was a borderline red, wasn't it? Jim was convinced it was a straight red or a red all day long. 
but it was certainly borderline red, and he, and he got the benefit of, of John Beaton's decision, certainly. We have um, 57 likes, apparently, on the, the YouTube video at the moment. There's about 900 of you guys watching live. Like the video. Give us the thumbs up. <laughs> apparently, according to Kevin Graham, it helps the al- algorithm. I'll believe him. That's fine. Um, Lawrence Conley and I were talking before the game about Jota, about his form since he came back from injury. Yeah. Where you know Jota's on our mind anyway for the end of the season. You know, I, I'm I'm thinking now already about how Andrew's going to perform the transfer market in the in the preseason. Tony, I'm looking at players departures, and obviously we have the priority of Cameron Carter Vickers and Jota. Someone, some cruel individual actually gave us a dilemma. Who would you choose if you could only sign one of them? I don't want one of them. I want both of them. How impressed were you with uh, Jota's return to form there at the weekend? He's been terrific since Livingston game. He was in the mood in the Livingston game. It's a, a welcome return to form. You need, your, you need players like that to step up and turn it on and he, he certainly has. And He was involved in a lot on Saturday, wasn't he? A lot that was creative and he pulled the ball out of the air. Honestly, you and I try that we're, we're stretching hamstrings I stretched the hamstring driving to London, mate. There's no chance I'm going to do it. <laughs> we are getting taken to hospital in an ambulance if you try to pull the ball out there the way he did. Uh, and it was one touch, instant control, and it was a ball up there. It was just like skill, no technique. And uh, you love seeing players... Remember he did that against Dundee United as well? Yeah, do Earlier that. on in the season, yeah. You love seeing them do that because they can Moments like that that you pay to watch football, just simple things. But guys make it, you know, they make it look simple because they're professionals at what they do. But as a, you know, it's like coming at them from some height and pace, held it stone dead somewhere up there. And you, I remember looking at my dad and saying, "Wow, did you see that close control?" And he was like, "Ah, bro, remember when Maravchik trapped the ball with his Lutius Maximus against Hearts?" That I remember it. Yeah, you know, yeah. just, just. I like to, you know. Have you, have you ever tried that one, Tony? I've tried, failed spectacularly, but I've tried. <laughs> uh, but you know, just isolated moments like that that flair players can provide. You know, and it's, and it's and it looks simple when it seems so simple, but it's not. They make it look simple because they're brilliant at what they do. It's just something a bit different, isn't it? And you you applaud that because these are moments in game where you think, "Yep, he's a good player." And he shows you exactly why he's a good player. And I know goals and all that are, are what you pay to see and stuff like that. But just, just if you can come to a game and you see something, you go, "Wow, that was a, an enjoyable moment." You know, you go to you go to football expecting to see goals and you know all, all sorts of stuff. But these things like that, which you can isolate, and you see, you no, know, that, that you know it was worth it. Worth it getting into Celtic Park to see that alone. Worth it to see that move. That O'Reilly shot past the post because that would have been the football goal of the season for me. That was, that was an incredible move. Yeah, the amount of flicks and stuff, and I was actually cursing O'Reilly for missing. Mm-hmm. But uh, you, you can you can miss chances. But in terms of a football move, that's why you go and watch football to see that for something to get you up off your seat. And and you know it would have been a we would have been shown that goal on a highlights reel for time on perpetual motion because it was it was a brilliant. It's a brilliant football move, and I was annoyed that it went past because it deserved the finish to match the the build up. But again, you you remember that because it was something a bit different, wasn't it? 
I think the level of control that, that Jota has is sensational. You've seen flair players in the past who do the, the, the step over almost for show. It doesn't actually um, mm. enhance their position with the ball or on the park or whatever, Tony. You see it time and time again. He doesn't seem to do that. He doesn't do it just to uh, look good. He seems to actually make the move happen. And I was critical of him earlier in the season for trying too many flicks and back heels and all that kind of stuff. See, when Jota just keeps control of that ball, it's an, it's a, incredible how many touches he has just to get the ball over, for example, because he's he's switching from left to right. And and for me, he's coming into a, a, a spelly form, I hope, just at the right time when we're going to need it most because we are going to come up against locked defences. Um, you know, I think there's a good point coming through here as well that we need to bring up. Uh, the pressure is all on them. If Celtic score first, I think they will fold. I think this is a good point because we've seen scenes at the weekend. We've seen their goalie having a go at their fans, Tony. Uh, we spoke last season about the fact that they seem to f- perform better without that atmosphere, if you want to call it that, behind them. If Celtic score first at Ibrox, it's going to be toxic. And I think, like... Um, Potterhead uh, has already said I think that that is going to prove vital for Celtic going into that game Yeah, I think the manager will realise that too but bearing in mind they will have everybody supporting them so conversely it can work against you it, it worked for Celtic at Celtic Park where you know, Celtic just blew them away in that first half so you have to be mindful that you're going into Ibrox with the, the scenario in reverse but I just think you're confident in Celtic being able to score first. They're creative. They're, you know, they're creating a lot. They've got creative players. Jota, as you say, uh, I think when Jota first broke into the team, you, there was an element of showboat about him, wasn't there? And I don't know if the managers maybe had a word with him and told him, as you say, that you're much more effective when you have that ball under control and you're not trying tricks and flicks for the yeah. sake of it. Right? Yeah. And I don't know, I wouldn't say he was doing it for the sake of it. I just think he, he's that much of a skillful player that he tried things that didn't come off, but that led to maybe, oh, uh, he's showboating. Isn't he showboating? He's just a highly skillful and technically gifted player. But now now it's all coming together, isn't it, that these flicks are coming off and he's shown how highly and technically gifted he is. And uh, we need players like that. We need players like that to go to iBooks and perform and I don't think it will phase them one bit, the crowd. If anything, it might bring the, bring the best out in them again. And if Celtic do score first, then yeah, Rangers, Rangers will be under severe pressure. But you've got to got to remember that Celtic made life really difficult for Rangers at Celtic Park with the crowd behind them. It's it's that situation you're walking into. But the manager will drill the players. You'll have that drilled into them and, and they'll be... They'll be as prepared as thoroughly and as best they can be for iBooks, and it's a big test. But as I said earlier, you, you embrace that. That's that's why you're involved in football. That's what you want. You want the big games, you want the pressure environments, Tony. And between now and the big game, I'm pretty sure we'll mention it a few times and uh, we will be talking about it in the lead-up 
to the big match, the big derby game. I've got to say thank you everybody for getting involved in the chat. It's great to see some familiar names in the chat. Liam Collo apparently could have been called Lubomir Collo if his dad got his way. Um, and I'm pretty sure there are a few Dariuses out there in Glasgow who were named after uh, the one and only Jack Anoski back in the day. But um, yeah, thanks everybody for getting involved. As I've said before, get yourself subscribing on the YouTube. We've got a few prizes actually. We're going to reintroduce that um, over the, the month of April. So get involved, get yourself subscribing, get chatting, get liking. And um, we've got loads of content coming up for the final time on Monday. I've got to say thank you once again to Tony Haggerty for joining me. But we will see you on a Friday and we'll see you on this Friday. So thank you for joining me once again on a Celtic State of Mind. phone companies say they offer home internet but if their internet comes from a cell phone network you should know it's just phone internet not home internet keep your home up to speed with cox cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5g home internet cox is the real home internet you're looking for Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Sports Social Podcast Network. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.